my friends. Uh, I, I hope I'm here. I hope uh, you're here. I hope everybody's here. I'm coming to you via Zoom today for reasons that, well, I don't think it's important for you to know. But frankly, there is some type of a horrible weather uh, condition that is uh, uh, coming here uh, in the particular area. It's 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 bleak and dark and dank and horrible. And more importantly, um, the studio depresses me to no end. It's basically mid-50s abortion clinic kind of meets Dresden after a bombing. It's it's a weird kind of a thing, the whole vibe. I get I get uh I get sad. So I asked, I said, could you allow me to do this by Zoom today because I become psychically uh unfit when I go there. I'm sorry, no offense to the great team there, but I mean it's really it's really bad uh it's just the whole the whole thing and you know so anyway i mean but, but don't 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 take i'm i'm being honest with you please i hope you hope you don't take it the wrong way but it's bad and uh but today the the weather is horrible so it worked out for the best but take it from me bad. i don't know what kind of a deal you got in that place but wow okay now I'm sitting in for one of the most talented uh, people uh, who I've ever met, and that's Anthony Cumia. I think he's one of the smartest people that I've ever met. And I think that um, little background, you know, for years when he was on with that other guy, I never heard the show. I never heard the show one time. Never heard the show. Never heard. I knew of him. I knew what happened to him and the other guy. Uh, by virtue of different, you know, situations and uh, that sort of thing. But, but, but aside from the fact, I, I never, I never really knew of him. And then later on, they did that X, XM thing, and that was interesting. I, I think it was after him as well. And I never really dug his work. And then when I met him, I thought this is one of the smartest people I've ever met. You know, I've never listened to a Rush Limbaugh show. Never listened to a Howard Stern show. Never listened to a Sean Hannity show. And I used to work with Rush and at WABC. I would hear sometimes on the, uh, you know, the, the speakers, but I never listened to them because I don't like, I'm just not a radio person. I don't, I don't, I mean, the stuff I listen to now, I don't think qualifies as radio. But to make a long story very, very short, and I've got plenty of time to, uh, to, to uh, expand upon these stories. I think Anthony is is one of the smartest, most talented people. Sounds like I'm doing a eulogy or some kind of a a, a, a eulogium, but I'm not. But he is just he's, he's he's a great mimic, has a great ear. One of the smartest people, one of the best perspectives. Um, and I think his talent is uh, wasted by virtue of hanging around some of the direct that he has. Please don't don't take this the wrong way. Don't, don't 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 take this the wrong way, but I think he is uh, he is so smart, and uh, some of the people not not all some are very very talented, but some are uh, a bag of rocks, and uh, I think after a while it can kind of affect you negatively. It's like if you want to if you want to be a great tennis player, play against people who are better than you. All right, I'll leave it at that. Now that I've insulted everybody, the building, the studio, uh, everybody else, but his staff, the best. 
The staff, the two gentlemen whose names we don't mention because of the Witness Protection Program, are linked to him cosmically and neurologically in ways that I've never seen before. They, He'll say something or I'll say something or think something, and before you know it, there's some graphic that they've pulled, culled, uh, gleaned, uh, collated. Uh, it's, it's just incredible. Anyway, um, my main thing is that I love doing is on YouTube. I'm one of these YouTube creators at Lionel Nation, hence the name. Lionel Nation on uh, YouTube, okay? YouTube. YouTube. Uh, Instagram is at Lionel Nation, I guess. Instagram, I never even use. Instagram, I never even use it. Uh, X, Lionel Media. X, Twitter. I don't say Twitter. It's, I mean, X, to me it's Twitter. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. But Lionel Nation on YouTube. Okay. Let's start with some fun stuff, shall we? Israel! Come on! Come on! Now, I know what you're thinking. You're waiting for me to tell you, what the hell do I say? By the way, these things pop up. I don't know what they are. I guess I say something that... I don't know if you saw those little thumbs-up things, but they come out of nowhere. I have no idea why. Anyway, you probably, especially with Thanksgiving coming, you, you might uh, be uh, invited to some family members uh, home where you get to meet with people that you really don't particularly care for, and you're reminded why you don't see them during the rest of the year. And somebody invariably will talk about Israel, Hamas, you know, that sort of thing, and Palestine. But in the old days, it was Trump. See, Trump... People who had TDS, Trump derangement syndrome, now it's, as Alan Dershowitz called it, Israel derangement syndrome. And I'm going to explain this to you. And you're going to be so glad that I did this, so you'll be able to 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 handle people who want to talk to you about this. First, I want to give you a couple of expressions of mine, phrases that I love, phrases that I remind myself of. And, and I want you to think of these almost as a mantra, some kind of a of a prayer, an incantation. The first is F. Scott Fitzgerald, who said that the test of a first-rate intelligence is the ability to hold two opposed ideas in the mind at the same time and still retain the ability to function. Let me say this again. The test of a first-rate intelligence is the ability to hold two opposed ideas, Israel-Palestine, israel in the mind at the same time and still retain the ability to function. There was a guy named Eric Bren. And Eric Bren, you probably not, did not know this, but during the time of, uh, during the days of, of Ed Sullivan, when we were kids, this was a guy who spun the plates. Changed my life. I remember this. This was one of those, oh, I have those epiphany moments. Oh, interesting. That's life. Being able to have a, a stick, a bowl, a plate, and he would spin these four, five, six, seven simultaneously and try to get as many spinning at the same time. And then you'd have to go back and re-spin them. And I thought that is life. Being able to handle all of these different ideas at the same time simultaneously. And things that are Seemingly incongruous, things that are not in any way uh, similar, but but 
Okay. The other issue, the other uh, rule, which is the most fascinating, is that little lies don't need to be protected, but the big lies are protected by public incredulity. Let me give you an example. We have, we're approaching the 60th anniversary. Try tomorrow. The 60th anniversary of the Kennedy assassination. The 60th at ni- November 22nd, 1963. And we still don't know anything. Oh, there are people on the internet who claim they do. But they, they, they ask questions and they'll bring up the usual, what about Tippett? You know, like, and we still don't know. Now, why is this important? Little lies don't need to be protected. Little lies are easy to keep. But the big lies are protected, rather, by public incredulity. Meaning, if you knew the truth, the real truth behind John F. Kennedy, you wouldn't believe it. And that's why the truth is hidden. Because of your incredulity. Don't forget, you also only take flack when you're over the target, etc., etc. Okay, now, let's start. China. We'll get to that in a moment. I don't know why I said China. Israel. Number one, pick a side. What I'm going to tell you right now is, sure, do do not try this at home. Do not say this. If you're on TV or radio, do not say this. You will be pilloried. It works simply like this. Israel, in our collective world of talk radio and uh, public, you know, Fox News, conservatives, those people who fancy themselves right-wing conservative Republicans, side with Israel almost exclusively. Just, and I mean almost, when I mean exclusively, I mean wholeheartedly, 100%. No exception. Got it? Okay. The left is the opposite. Palestine, Hamas, to a lesser extent, but parenthetically, yes. And they despise Israel. These are the rules. They despise. Is it because they're anti-Semitic? Sometimes, but not really. Many of them aren't really anti-Semitic. They don't even know what that means. It's not about Judaism, per se. It's about Israel. They also, they also are uh they they don't fancy this but some of them are against zionism but that doesn't come up as well because most people don't know what that is either but the left despises israel despises the right doesn't necessarily despise palestinians they despise hamas and understandably so their hatred is against terrorism the left's hatred is against israel Understand this. I'm, I remember. Do I see this? I'm an American citizen. This is not my fight. I'm telling you the way they are, the way it is over there. I'm an American. I only care about this part of the world. That's me, and 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 that's that's not selfishness. I mean, I want there to be peace in the world, but this is not my thing. Same thing goes for Ukraine, Russia. I don't care. That's not my thing. Just don't involve us, and 
if you want to raise money, you do it the old-fashioned way, raise taxes. Don't don't keep coming to us, no matter who you are, for any kind of money. We need money here. I need money here drastically. I'm in New York City, and we're being run by a buffoon. We need all the help we can get here. Does that make any sense to you? Good. Okay. Now, let's keep going. As you know, since the beginning of Israel, since the beginning of since 1948, for 75 years, it has been nothing but tumult, nothing but war, nothing but uh, hatred. Uh, the day after they were formed, I mean, my God, it's been one thing after another. But this is different. First Intifada, Second Intifada, 67, 73, Iron Dome, go down the list. This is different. 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 Many people thought, well, after October the 7th, people will be so enraged, enraged by Hamas. They won't even they, they won't even discuss Israel. They won't even bring it up because of the the and the 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 enraged loathing, the detestation, the abhorrence of what they did. Wrong. They did that for like an hour, and then they said, "Now back to Israel." I was like, "Wait a minute, hold." It. And now they're talking about Gaza. Not the West Bank, not East Jerusalem, not Abu Mazen. No, 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 no. Gaza. These people, Gaza. It's an apartheid. They're calling it an apartheid. Is it? Well, this is what people are saying. They call it an apartheid. An actual modern-day apartheid. Think about that. An apartheid. They call it an open-air prison or jail. What's that? They use the word genocide, ethnic cleansing. Every word you can imagine. They're throwing do you think it's genocide? Do you think it's ethnic cleansing? Whoa, wait a minute. Hold it. Okay, let's go back. Now, get ready. Remember, two seemingly opposite uh, positions. Now, both sides are right, and both sides are wrong, depending upon the idea, or depending upon the idea that you're looking at. Let's talk about Israel. Okay. Israel, say what you want, is like us. Israel wants to be free, in charge, the biggest guy on the block, powerful, fear. They want to be respected, feared, just like we do, just like everybody else. And Israel, for uh, for the most part, tried a couple of things. In 2005, this is the most important thing, in 2005, and everybody keeps bringing up the history like it means something. But, I mean, it's relevant, but it doesn't mean anything because nobody remembers this. But in 2005, much to the chagrin of, of Egypt, uh, of, uh, of um, uh, Israeli settlers and the like, they said, all right, everybody out of Gaza. Everybody out. This is Ariel Sharon. To get out. And they went and they grabbed Israelis and they pulled them out and they said, we're done. Palestine, Palestinians, this is your Gaza. We're done. We're out. There you go. Okay? 2005. Well, what happened? Well, what happened was, and admittedly, this is the viewpoint that is considered uh, true and, and repeated by Israel. In 2005, all of a sudden, Hamas is there. Now, Hamas apparently won the election in 80... Oh, I don't forget. 
they had one election. 2006? 2006? And that was it. They didn't win by a majority. They won by a plurality. And they beat Fatah, who was basically Arafat. And they were the most corrupt, ineffective, incompetent people. So, Hamas won. By the way, if you want to see one of the best versions of this, one of the best examples of a kind of an overview, John Oliver recently. So help me God, John Oliver. I don't know if he did it, his writers, whatever, but it was one of the most well-balanced perspectives because it, you got to get both sides. I've just on Israel so far. And Israel said, look, Hamas is basically using Gaza to build tunnels, to arm itself, to, to act as a launching pad, to fire into as a garrison kind of a of a of a, a unit, if you will, against Israel. I mean, do something about this. They're using Gazans as human shields. I, 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 this is not, I, I know you may say, no, they're not. Oh, yes, they are. Absolutely. Underneath, in, in, in hospitals. We'll get to this in a moment. So Israel said, now listen, we know what you're doing. This has got to stop. So they cordoned off the area. They limited what went in, what went out. Much to the chagrin and much to the horror of many people, because they said Israel's even counting calories and won't let water in. Okay, fine. Because they said, because you're firing on us, we're not going to let. Okay. And we talk tunnels. We're not talking like, you know, Viet Cong NVA tunnels. We're talking 300 miles of some pretty sophisticated stuff. Okay. That's that. That was ready to, to blow. People in Gaza, was horrible. People in the in the West Bank, East Jerusalem, and you can you can go online, you can see this for yourself. Listen to what they say. Listen to what they say. Listen to them. They're not making this up. I don't think they're lying about this. It's horrible. Okay, fine. That's Israel. Now we've got this. Now we've got Palestinians. The Palestinians are saying we're not going to argue whether Hamas is a terrorist group or not. That's your word. All we know is that people are paying attention to us because of them. Now, this is this is the truth. I'm not necessarily endorsing any. I'm telling you the way people think. And you must be able to emphasize. You must be able to understand this is the way people think. And I'm telling you right now, these people, these people, these Gazans and, and these Palestinians are living in squalor and they're happy that somebody at least is focusing on this. And right now, this hospital is being shelled. There are kids who are born premature. This is what they're saying. There are, there's no power. They only have power that's on for a couple of hours. Uh, the incubators and cancer treatment and, and there's no painkillers. And it's, 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 it is a nightmare, nightmare. If you listen to anybody speak about this. When asked about this, when a, a, addressed or approached about this, the people who are on the right, people who are on the, the right, so to speak, will say, well, October the 7th, you wanted it, you got it. You 
kidnapped Israelis. You raped women. You they they said children were were uh, decapitated. I mean, every the, the most horrific, the most barbaric examples of cosmic inhumanity. Which, by the way, is being challenged by, as you can imagine, some people on the right. Remember during the Iraq war, there was a woman who was testifying as to how they were pulling babies out of incubators. Okay, that was different. I will tell you, whatever anybody tells me from any country, any government, any story about any place, I always say, hmm. And I don't accept the whole cloth. I just recognize it as this is your version of the story. More importantly, this is what you want me to think. So, okay, fine. But I never ever, ever think that is true. Okay. Where are we now? It gets really complicated, okay? Bibi Netanyahu, say what you want, like him or not, was this close, this close to forging Ironing out agreements with Saudi Arabia, Mohammed bin Salman, MBS, you name it. it I mean, it, it was beautiful. So maybe he wasn't paying attention to what was going on. Just, he was coming off of a lot of domestic problems. People, a lot of people hate him. By the way, if you want to read some stuff that you will swear is anti-Semitic, it's called Haaretz. It's in Israel. These are Israelis themselves. They say stuff that it will blow your mind. So if you think there's one lock, so to speak, on uh, Israeli public opinion, you're out of your mind. It, it's it's not. Okay. So that's that. October the 7th. And this is what everybody's saying. They say, wait a minute. You didn't know that? Wait, 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 wait. You've got Mossad, Mossad, Shinbet, their domestic, kind of like their FBI. And Amman, by the way, which is their military intelligence, which most people think that's really where their their intel firepower is. You didn't know anything. They were they were planning this for what two years? Two years? Maybe and they were building makeshift cities. Egypt told you you didn't know anything about this. Wait, what? How is that even possible? Okay, that issue. Put that over there because that's what people are saying. And it's a good question. How is that even possible? Then you've got people, by the way, in in Israeli hospitals who are screaming at Ben at uh, I keep saying at um, Netanyahu because if it wasn't for your bellicose war tribunal, we wouldn't be here. So they're coming at it. It's the most complicated thing you've ever. If you think there's one unanimity of of thought, you're out of your mind. But if you listen to Ben Shapiro, Fox News, Mark Levin, good guy. He really is very, but, but I mean, it's, it's very simple. October the 7th, they left in 2005. That's it. There's no gray. There's no, yeah, but no, no, no. There's no but. This is what they're saying. They're terrorists. Hamas are terrorists. Gaza, you had the chance. You, you um, elected them. 
You were the ones who allowed this, not us. You did, and now you got to pay, and that's simple. That's not a very popular idea, but that's what some people are saying. And they're, they're saying very, very simple. And you will hear this reiteration of stories left and right. Now, I got to tell you this much. You're going to love this. Maybe. One day I was I was on X Twitter, and I look, and I, and I was going to look up Piers Brosnan. I mean, I've seen Piers Brosnan, Piers Morgan. And I look at it and say, you've been blocked. I said, by Piers Morgan? I've never even talked to the guy. I've never, I don't think I've ever followed him. I don't think I've ever, um, have you been blocked by somebody you don't even know? I've been blocked by Alec Baldwin, David Crosby, Keith Olbermann, must be doing something right. I don't even talk to them. Why would they block me? They don't want me to see what, I don't, please, maybe, maybe if you're hip to Twitter, you can help me with this. Why would somebody block me? What did I do? I don't see them. I don't talk to them. I don't have any interaction with them. So anyway, so I started watching <laughs> Pierce Morgan because I'm blocked. Yep, there are those things again, those thumbs. I don't know why. It's the most stupid show, I think, ever. It's the most apodictic, manichaean, black and white, good versus evil, good guys, bad guys show I've ever seen in my life. And he has on one of two different things. First is Barbates Bitching. That'd be a good name for like a compound media show, like The Wet Spot or, you know, Dorkville or whatever. It'd be uh, two Barbates, bearded people uh, screaming at each other. You're Shmuley Butiak, who's a rabbi against, um, I forget his name. Anyway, screaming at each other. Screaming. And Pierce is loving this because he's saying, How are the metrics doing? Did we go viral? Wonderful. What are they saying, Pierce? I don't know. I have no idea. I just want numbers. That's all I want. The time I unceremoniously walked off the set. That's what I do. I'm Piers Morgan. I'm loved. I have a British accent. I'm smarter than you. And I love this. And then he has on somebody who was considered the John Stewart of Egypt. He was a cardiologist, a cardiac surgeon. Fesam Youssef, I'm sorry, but you've seen him. Very smart, very, very macabre in his humor. And that's it. Screaming and yelling. Now your question is, what's going to be the answer? There is no answer. None. None. Is there a two-state solution? Get that out of here. Two-state solution? No. I mean, there's no... No. You mean there's going to be no Palestinians? No. 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 Because let me tell you something. Israel and Hamas, the Palestinian Authority, by the way, remember the West Bank is Abu Mazen or Mahmoud Abbas, as you call it. The cool way to say it is Abu Mazen, son of Maz. Anyway, um, they're in a different realm, but four people, five people basically run Israel. Not the Knesset, not the, it's like four or five people. Same thing with here. You know who runs this country? Four or five people. You know when the, when we sent out the Dwight Eisenhower and the Gerald Ford, can you imagine having a, a aircraft carrier? One of the most 
uh, technologically superior craft ever than Gerald Ford? That's like the Franklin Pierce? Okay. So anyway, who did that? Did we vote on that? No. Did Congress vote on it? No. Who was it? A couple of people. They said, we're going there. Okay. Iraq, Iran, did we vote on it? Nope. War Powers Act? Screw that. We're going. You with us? Yeah. Okay. It's just a couple of people. And the people who run Israel, the people who run Palestine, it's a, a four or five people. Not the not the, the rank and file, not the citizens. And there are people who I believe are in Israel, as I would think. And if I was in Israel, I would say, screw these people. I want to get rid of them. I don't want to, I'm not going to liquidate them. This is not some genocide. But I want them out of here. I want them out of here. I don't care how I get them out of here. Hey, Egypt, you take them. I don't want them. No, 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 take them. No, you take them. Let them feel. We've been, Jews have been throughout history, the diaspora and thrown out here. Let them, get them out of here. Go to Egypt. It's right there. Open up the, the Rafa crossing. Get out of here. No, go, go. The first thing that uh, King Abdullah said from Jordan, they're not coming here. Imagine being that. You're like, God, they're not coming here. It's like having that weird relative that nobody wants to take care of. You know, that, that we don't want them. You don't want them. And many people have accused Israel of basically providing settlements where you're here. This is your Palestinian stronghold. And next thing you know, you say, who are these people? I don't know. They're Israeli settlers. Wait a minute. How are you doing here? And then you, they're moving you out. That's what they say. Is there any truth to that? Of course there is. Officially, no, but come on. Palestinians have a tougher one. They say, well, we're not going to get rid of Israel, but we can sure have something, maybe because they're arguing about who was there first. Now, my dear friend, I don't know where you're listening. I don't know where you're from. But probably you're from the United States, I would imagine, and you don't know anything about a border dispute. We've taken stuff, you know, California and Texas, but we don't ever have to deal with anybody. We we don't have Canadians claiming that, you know, we don't know what this is. Now, I'm almost done. Why is this really important? Ah. Now this is going to go on. This is, this is eventually going to stop. Israel has got to understand you cannot mow Gaza. Why do I say this? There is a term that is reputed, alleged to be used on a regular basis that deals with Gaza is like this. patch of land, you have to mow it every now and then. You just kind of and it just is there. And mow it. Mow it? You mow it? Yeah. They're, they're like, so they're, they're, they're like what? The Gazans are like crabgrass? You just mow them? They're using these phrases. Oh, lest you think it can't get any more complicated. You do know a while back that uh, it, it was reputed, reported, chronicled, uh, acknowledged that in the fight against Fatah, who was, of course, Yasser Arafat's group, uh, Israel said, you know, if we have a counter, a group that is counter, a, a religious 
more religious, counter to their secular counterpart. A group that might be a little radical, that would provide us with the ability to always say, we're not going to deal with these people because they're radical. And it would dilute the the, the cause and the effort. So therefore, <laughs> they created, created, but they fomented, helped, spawn, and, 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 and inspire Hamas, Israel. Is it complicated? Are are you stop? Do do you are you finding yourself saying, damn? Now I've been talking now for I don't know how long exactly, but a, I don't know, a good a good while. A good while I've been yammering away here. And do you notice, do you not see how fascinating this is? Do you not see how did you know it was this complicated? I don't believe so. And we're not even done yet. We're not even done. We're not even close to really explaining what's going on. And there's no way that you can ever hear this on talk radio or whatever because it just takes too much time. But, 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 here's, here, here's the deal. Why is it really important? For the first time in a long time, the people who are going to come and say, all right, Joe Biden, you wizened coot, you senescent dotard, you hobbled, decrepit old man, you, we've had enough of you. Go, go. We're in charge now. And as he sits around with his cake, did you see that cake, that picture? It looked like a forest fire. To, to remind you how old he is. By the way, Alan Dershowitz is like 85, sharp as a tack. This guy's 80, and he's walking around yelling, who ordered the veal cutlet? This guy's out of his mind, out of his tree. And it has nothing to do with his age. Let me say this again. It's not about his age. But the people who are going to be running the show, people who are going to be doing this, is MBS, Mohammed bin Salman, who can't stand Joe Biden. You've got uh, Jordan. You've got Cutter. In charge of the purse strings, you've got uh, Iran with their and, and the proxies, Hezbollah. Oh yeah, Hezbollah is to Iran what Twitter used to be to the FBI, a proxy. Now we have BRICS. Oh yeah, B R I C S: Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. And now BRICS plus six: Argentina, Egypt, Iran, Ethiopia, Saudi Arabia, and the uh, Emirates. And by the way. Uh, Mele, the new president, said he wants out of BRICS. Now, let me tell you something right now. Let me stop. Do you find yourself saying, what the hell is this guy talking about? I didn't know anything about that. I had no idea. I I have, I had no, I, I'm, I'm not even done yet. I'm not, I'm not even done. Yet if you watch Piers Morgan, his questions are one of two. Do you believe that Hamas is a terrorist organization? Do you believe that his whole thing is October 7th? Let me tell you who we were. We dropped two atom bombs on Japan unnecessarily. Why do I say that? Who else agrees with me? Dwight Eisenhower, Curtis LeMay, Stimson, Ike, uh, MacArthur, nobody, they say, you don't need to drop bombs. 
because when when um, uh, uh, Russia entered, they, they figured that was it. All they cared about was please don't hurt Hirohito. He's our emperor, and that was about it. Well, why did Harry Truman want to do this? To show the Russians, to show the Russians. But the Russians already knew about it because of Klaus Fuchs. So we dropped two, count them two, atom bombs. Two. Does Milai ring a bell? Does Operation Ajax come to mind? This is when we basically formed the coup in the, in the Iran that toppled Mossadegh, that put the Shah in there. What about Maidan? Uh, 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 Maidan and the, uh, the, the coup in 2008 or was it 2008? I get my dates. But this is where uh, Victoria Newland and NATO basically created this coup in Ukraine that 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 basically goaded Putin into this war. Do 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 you know what we've done? Do you know how many people we've killed? Vietnam. What was that about? Iran, Iraq, not Iran, uh, Afghanistan. By the way, Afghanistan, I'm sure you know this, but Afghanistan happened to be, and happens to be, the Saudi Arabia of lithium. Lithium. What do we need lithium for? Batteries. Computer stuff. And rare earth metals? Oh, please. So don't give me this bullshit about how, well, they're, you know, they're terrorists. We're terrorists. Just because we have uniforms. We're the worst terrorists of them all. What we've done in history is incomprehensible. Do you understand what I'm saying? Are you following this? You're not getting a headache, are you? I hope not. I don't want to kill uh, Anthony's show, but it's a tremendous, uh, I think it's a tremendous uh, uh, chance for me to to expound uh, uninterrupted, to wax uninterrupted uh, regarding this thing. Now, a couple of things here. Let me make sure I get a... Uh, I'm going to read one instruction from the fine, fine folks at uh, this. Let me see. Uh, da, da, da. Okay. Yeah, we got a break coming up. Um, I'll be giving a verbal cue to the guys to let them know when I'm going to be breaking. But I'm not going to spend my, my entire uh, time anymore on this. I think this is enough. I hope you maybe, maybe come back with a feeling of, wow. This is very complicated. It's not really who's right and who's wrong. Because what's happening right now is you've got people who are saying things and espousing or espousing, as people say, this anti-Semitic tropes. I mean, really, really nasty stuff. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. People walking around here in New York. Here's a question for you. Here's a legal question. And by the way, I never give the phone number out because I don't know the phone number. But if you want to call, that's terrific. You know, they have these signs. People are ripping down these signs. Somebody, they go up and they put signs up on poles and various walls of, of Israelis who were um, kidnapped. And then people come up and go, yeah, that base, and then rip those off. Okay. And they have pictures of investment bankers public defenders, and they don't just rip this off, but they say, and they say, what the hell is going on? And then they get caught, and then do they have a right to do that? Do they have a right to do that? Here's my question, being a lawyer, which is what I am, 
they 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 slapped these pictures up there. Why did they do, do? Isn't that kind of like graffiti? Isn't that vandalism? Do you? I don't care what it is. If I go up to some pole and I stick something on there, you know, eat at Joe's or you know, uh, the next concert at the Beacon, you know, those signs, post no bills. What 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 right is this? And if you remove something that I have trespassorily affixed, adhesed to something, and you remove it, is that a crime? Well, that may not be a crime. Is it a crime if they say hateful things? Absolutely not. Of course not. Would have thought if they use the N-word. It's okay. It's a thought. Don't, don't do anything physical, but you can say whatever you want. Should law students at prestigious law schools have their futures ruined because they're stupid enough to, if they, if, how do I say this? If they uh, sign and uh, become signatories to some manifesto or some draft against um, Israeli occupation, that's their option. What happens if they say something really vile, really anti-Semitic? Should their lives be forever ruined? Let me ask you this. What if they said something and uttered the dread N-word? Oh, that's different. The left would say, well, that's different. What do you mean that's different? Well, that's that's racist. Well, what's this? Well, so what's good for the goose, you know what I mean? My my argument is that if, uh, to me, neither of them, neither of them, are sanctionable because it's speech. And speech is not nice. Speech is not supposed to be pleasant or courteous. Speech is speech, so long as it is unaccompanied by and with, um, you know, physical violence and the like. Okay? All right. Now, gentlemen, back in the studio, it is about time for me to announce that we're going to be taking a break or two. If anybody, if gentlemen, if you find that anybody would perhaps care to call, that's fine. I've got a lot more to say about that was just on the subject of Israel, Palestine. And I haven't even gotten near the end of it yet. My point is, you see how complicated that is? You see how complicated? And yet, when you watch Piers Morgan and other jadrules like this, it's always one issue. It's like, no, this is multi layered, multi textured. It's like a, it's a labyrinth. It's a honeycomb. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a warren of, it's like a termite mound of it's complicated, it's elaborate, it's a double helix. It's, it's the way that's the way good stuff is. Very, very fascinating. And it requires your ability to handle seemingly inconsistent ideas. All right, my friends. Here comes the big break coming up. Ladies and gentlemen, back at the studio. My name is Lionel. I'm sitting in for my good friend, Anthony Cumia, a genius, a very smart man. I invite you to go whenever you can, to my YouTube channel. That's right. Lionel Nation. Subscribe to it. I do this. I have two shows in the morning. 8 o'clock in the morning, 7 p.m., and a bunch of other stuff. And I don't fit in, dear friends. I don't fit in. Look at this. Look at this. This is great. I don't fit in. I don't I don't like the left. I don't like the right. I don't like talk radio. I, I don't like these people. They don't, they don't, I, I just, I don't fit in. I don't like any of them. So I do things a little bit differently. 
And now, my friends, let me stop for one second to our gentlemen, our great, great friends back in the studio. And by the way, let, let me just say something right now. Let, let me just say something. I want to get this their 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 names uh, correctly, which is important. Drew and Garrett. Wow, that's the name they go by. And if that's what they want to be called, far be it from me. Look at these two guys. This is what happens when cousins marry. This is why genetic screening, by the way, has its place. If you put their karyotype up, I swear to God, it will look like, uh, we'll put it this way, their family tree looks like a Brussels sprout. Now, I say that because it's derisive, but right now, uh, I can only imagine the mayhem and the excitement uh, there back in the studios, in a building where you hear nothing but the sound of sewing machines and screaming, uh, which is a whole other story. All right, Lionel with you. Be back in one second after this most important message. 